And we're back with season four of It's Me, the podcast with your favorite host, Jasmine. Me, of course. Who else would it be, guys? Um, I know I left you, oh my gosh, about six months ago. That's crazy. Um, With season three, the finale, I recorded the first of the year. I actually just went back and listened to it. And it was um, pretty crazy to listen to and um, hear what I had to say. That wasn't didn't doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it it was. It's been a a few freaking months. Um, but I have so much to catch you up on, so I'm really excited to start season four um, of It's Me the podcast. And I hope that you are ready for some knowledge, for some truth, and obviously you know my favorite, some growth. So let's get into it. So when I left off at the end of season three I wasn't even sure I was going to make another season to be very honest with you and um I did a lot of self-reflecting and trying to figure out like do you really want to do this is this something that makes you happy and um I would like to say obviously over the course of those months that you've been missing me obviously I did come to a place where I was like I really I miss it. I miss one talking to myself. Just kidding. I talk to myself every day. Let's be honest. Um, but talking to myself in order for other people to hear me, I really feel like there's some purposes I have, you know, on this earth. And one is to hopefully relate to someone out there, even if it's one person. So I really wanted to start up again. Um, the possibility of a podcast with someone else is never off the table. I mean, I know people who are doing like a million podcasts. So that's still, you know, possibly out in the works, um, out in the universe somewhere, but I'm really just glad I came back. Um, I am doing again, a little bit more reasonable amount of seasons, like probably literally one (laughs) season a year. Again, just to keep it realistic with you guys. And it is a podcast about me and how I move through life and my thoughts and, you know, just things that come to my head. So I think if it's the best and if we're being honest with who I am, you know, one season a month, I mean, Jesus, one season a year is probably for the best. So, um, and why I made this podcast in the first place is really to have something that I can listen back to as well as you guys, but like obviously first and foremost, it's me talking to myself. So it's kind of eye-opening for me to go back and see where I was, you know, at the beginning of last year, which is when I started this podcast and compare it to where I am right now in 2023. And even just listening back to the last episode of season three, it's it's wild how my brain was, was working then and is still working relatively similar to what I'm feeling and where I'm at right now. But the leaps and bounds I've made and the things that I need to catch you up on are just crazy. But to recap for people who didn't listen to the last episode of last season, I'm just going to catch you up really quickly. So my overachieving ass ended last season by realizing I did three seasons in one year, which I'm pretty sure I, I don't think that's how it's done. And I did say I was going to like look into it, but obviously I didn't do that either. Um, but I was definitely looking forward to 2023, appreciative for how much I've learned and grown over the course of 2022. And, you know, that includes, again, starting my podcast, interviewing people, editing it, doing the social media for it. And, every, and I know it was inconsistent 
most of the time, but still I was really proud of myself. And I can think it just reminded me of what I was capable of. So, you know, my last episode of season three was January 1st of this year. And, you know, I just talked about, you know, how I was literally making it as a content creator all year last year. Like that's something I would have never realized um, and how much stability I had created for myself. Um, I loved, you know, the fact that I was talking to myself and essentially foreshadowing things that I have now either been more comfortable with, growing with, understanding, um, and especially about being by myself and alone. Um, so I essentially started the way, started the year the way I wanted the rest of the year to go, and it's doing pretty well so far. So what's been happening is I have been receiving so many more gigs, um, so many more opportunities, and, you know, it has been a very lucrative, successful year for me so far. And that will really start with the fact that I moved in by myself. I did it, guys. I did it. <laughs> um, I moved into my first place by myself in February. And it was one of the most amazing things I think I've done for myself in my adult life. Um, it was just really something beautiful that... I was able to experience and I'm glad I was able to experience it at, uh, you know, while here on earth. <laughs> um, cause again, I always talk about like nothing's promised to us. So I didn't, I wasn't necessarily, you know, guaranteed to be able to live by myself. So it's something that I really, I don't take for granted. I really love it. I work really hard and have worked really hard to get to where I am right now. Um, I'm still fully supporting myself, doing what I love and growing y'all, I'm still growing. I don't want you to ever think I'll ever stop. And if you have listened and been here with me through all previous three seasons, you know, that's my favorite thing to do is grow. <laughs> so I did it. I did it. I moved out by myself and living by myself is a trip. It's a trip. One, I clean so much more than I did living with someone else. It's so interesting to realize what you didn't do to what you did do. Like I cleaned at my old place, but I think there's something in our brains to be like, well, someone else lives here too. So like, why do I have to clean? Like whatever. But it's really funny because I clean pretty much every day and I don't mind it. I love it. I love having a clean space. Um, and the silence, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for some silence kids. And the way I'll sit in my apartment now by myself with nothing no TV, no music, just me and my thoughts is pretty crazy. Um, and that should kind of explain how loud my thoughts can be sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, so I really am just soaking it all in. It's only been, you know, essentially a couple of months since I've lived by myself, but I'm doing it. I am not struggling in this position. And again, I'm just blessed. I am. I feel blessed and the amount of growth I've done and things I've kind of realized about myself by living alone within this short amount of time is just really substantial. So I wanted to share um, the first thing that I learned when I moved in by myself and was able to really sit and kind of absorb some of the things that have happened to me in the past and some of my fears and insecurities and all that stuff. So that is what we're going to talk about on this first episode of season four. So I have been learning more and more about who I am 
especially living by myself. So I really wanted to express and tell you um, some of the immediate <laughs> realizations, rectifications. I don't know. You know, you guys know, I don't know my words. I just like say things and hope it makes sense. Um, but one of my biggest realizations, I feel like that's right. <laughs> one of the biggest realizations that I had first was, you know, working through some fears of abandonment. And I always try to figure out where that attachment issue that I had came into play and um, that anxious attachment style. If you um, have ever heard of that, definitely look it up. The attachment styles, we all have them. Um, but I definitely lean more into that aspect without ever really understanding why. Um, I always looked back to see, you know, I'm like, I'm pretty sure my parents were great. I mean, I had them on. I know there are some things that they wish they did differently as, you know, raising me and stuff like that. But like overall, my parents are freaking amazing. I love them. They're my best friends. So I was really trying to grasp why I had such an anxious attachment and fear of people either leaving me or not loving me enough, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, being able to be with myself and only myself at the end of the day, it's kind of reflective of why I called the podcast It's Me. You know, like I really wanted to get down to the nitty gritty of who I am. And, you know, hopefully, obviously you guys, some people can relate or, you know, take a little bit from it. But, you know, I worked through that, that anxious attachment and why it might have, you know, popped up <laughs> in my later life to be more evident. Um, I'm sure I probably had it throughout my younger years, but I'm really understanding like why and how and what's going on. Um, yes, this is self-diagnosed. <laughs> um, no, it's a lie. My therapist did tell me that I had an anxious attachment style and I was like, I don't understand why, but I'm going to, I'm going to trust you. <laughs> um, but I do think that in order for it to make sense, I think it has to stem from my fear of death. And I did have an episode, I don't even know, I think that was in season two, maybe season one, but you have to go back. I know I labeled them pretty well. So if you want to listen to that, it kind of can give you a preface of my fear of death um, and where I worked through that and how I'm, you know, I am today. But I really think the fear of death, that's still, you know, definitely a part of who I am as a person and my, how I go about everyday things it spiraled into so much more. So a guy I used to talk to said, like, I overthink I need to be a level one thinker. And I'm like, I don't think that's possible. Like, I just overthink. Like, I, I don't even know if I could try to be a level one thinker and not even take into account everything else that's happening around me. Like, I, I'm not saying to be as crazy of an overthinker as I feel like I can be, but there's got to be some analysis, some depth to how we think. Um, and yeah, my brain is just way too active for a level one aspect of thinking. But this is how I kind of unraveled it. Hopefully you can follow along with me. This was a little bit of like a rambling jotting down on my computer one night um, when I had this like epiphany. Ah, there, see, that's the other word, epiphany. <laughs> so I'm so close to my parents like so close. I mean, I talk to them every day. You guys know that I've talked about that on this podcast numerous times. 
And I think the fear of death is especially related to losing them. I think I kind of moved past like me specifically dying, but like the fear of my parents dying is something I don't know if I'll ever be able to fully conquer. Um, And it's like that stems into what do I do once they go? Like they are my people. They have to, I always say that they have to answer my phone call. They have to talk to me every day if I, if I need them. They have to be there because they're my parents. You know what I mean? And I always, I started to think, you know, like, well, what do I do once they go? Like then who's, who's going to be there for me? Who will be there for me? And I'm like, then I start thinking about my friends and I know my friends would absolutely be there for me if I needed them. But I think the reliance of knowing my parents are there whenever I need them they're retired, so it's very nice. Um, my friends can't be. They have lives. A majority of them are married. Um, they have children. Um, a lot of them are getting into relationships. And yes, your girl at this ripe age of 35, oh yeah, I also turned 35 in February, uh, is still single and still navigating this lovely dating world um, that we have out here in LA. And so yeah, it's just like if my friends are starting to date and then obviously like that's important. I want them to create that friend, that bond with their new person and all that stuff. But it's, I guess it's like, I want, I don't want to be the most important person in someone's life. Well, I do. Like, obviously if I got into a relationship, I would want that, but I don't, I feel like it makes sense. I'm like, I'm almost there to giving you like an actual reason and educational response, but I'm like not quite there. So let me keep going. So yeah. So my friends, you know, pairing off, they are moving back, you know, across the country, as I told you last season. Um, again, jobs changing, moving even just like a couple minutes further from where I am right now. And it just at the end of the day, it's like I'm still alone. So when I had my last episode of season three, I was talking about being more comfortable with being alone. I was like, I really like it. And the thing is, I don't not like it. But I think I still have that security blanket of my parents. Again, now we're going back to the top um, that I can call them. If I need to talk to someone, I can call them. So then again, it goes back to the cycle. But what happens when they're not there for me? what do I have? And I think that then stems into my relationship and my dating issues of like, I just want someone to love me. And I feel like I am enough. I know that I am enough. And so why is it so hard to find someone who just wants to have me in their life? And I also reciprocate that feeling because I'm not saying that people don't want that. Okay. But I'm saying I would like to be reciprocal. I would also like to want them. (laughs) But I just feel like the way I think, and again, again, Jasmine's an overthinker, so it's constantly a cycle of like this, 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 but then this, and then back again. Um, it just, I, I feel like that causes a lot of issues that, again, I'm still trying to work through and grow into because I think my need for that and my want to have someone who just loves me and is there for me and I can come home at the end of the day or I can just be with, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it gets me into a little bit of trouble. So then I just pretend like I don't see any of these flaws, these red flags, these obvious signs that people don't want to be with me. Um, because all I want to see, all I see is that is a person who could be with me. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't see someone for who they are and what they're telling me, which is like, they don't, 
not that because that's a lie because some most of them do tell me they want me and then they take that back but anyway um but someone who you know truly is ready for that type of commitment and I've already explained I'm pretty sure last season that I was ready for that like I had the moment last year I was like I'm ready for that commitment I want that relationship and you know it still doesn't um, account for people coming back into your life or people just showing up and, you know, pretending to be something that they're not. It, it doesn't take into account those things, which will always throw me off. And then I'll go back into the cycle of like, what is that going to look like? What is that abandonment, which I'm putting my air quotes up, is death um, going to take away from me when and if my parents, not if, that's bad. <laughs> if, when my Oh my gosh, I'm really bad at this because I'm really, it's hard for me to say it. Like, obviously I'm, I stutter over it because I don't ever want to think about it, but I know I have to in order to work through and grow and, and be the person that I want to be at the end of the day, which is someone who is confident and secure and understanding that at the end of the day, again, I am all I have. Yes, I have my parents right now, but again, they're not always going to be here and I need to get more comfortable with Understanding that not not everything's promised, as I always say, and if I don't find someone, I don't find someone, but I need to make sure that I have me and things that give me life and give me joy and give me happiness and love and, um, you know, find it in the moments and understand that people don't need to be here every waking moment in order to make you feel like you're not alone. I'm not abandoned. My best friends would never abandon me. They always and will always be there for me because I have the best friends in the entire world. And I will say that over and over again. So again, we went on a little spiral. We went in a few circles, but hopefully it makes sense of how I broke down how I think that I have an anxious um, attachment issue. <laughs> and I would love, I kind of want to share this with my therapist so she can kind of understand where I think I'm coming from. And I would love to know like how she would process this and say it in a more eloquent way. Um, but I also think that I've not been diagnosed with like some type of ADD, ADHD issue because of the way I explain things. But I know a lot of us have. Like I feel like there's a spectrum of ADHD. And I feel like at least 50% of people are going to understand exactly what I said in this, even though it probably makes little to no sense, <laughs> which is why I love this podcast because people will literally listen to it and go, nah, I understood everything you said. I'm like, God, damn, I love that. Um, and it gives me so much joy because, you know, we're all, there's some, there's always some group of people out there who are very similar to you and very understanding and very, um, can be very supportive in who you are and how you think, which I think is just brilliant. But to round it up, I do think that it doesn't necessarily need to be certain things that, you know, the societal norm is when they come up with like, you are have anxious attachment issues. Um, because I didn't, like my parents didn't abandon me. No one really abandoned me. Um, I think it really just stemmed from the fact of like my strong bond maybe with my parents and then my fear of death and then being like, okay, well, I talk to them every day cause I don't want them. I don't want there to be a moment where I go out without talking to them. Um, and I think that, that notion created this like attachment to something that is not always going to be there. And when I started living by myself, it kind of opened up this wormhole 
of like, oh my God, you're alone right now. And this is what you wanted. You absolutely love it. But like, what if you're alone alone soon? Like, what if it happens? Like, that's just life, right? And so that just had me stem into this whole other aspect of, you know, why I look for things in men who aren't right for me, um, why I kind of distance myself from friends um, when I get scared that they're going, that they hypothetically would leave me, which they won't. They, they, they're they really, my friends are just great. They understand my crazy person brain as well. So, you know, and they'll talk me through it. Um, and I think this always leads into giving us, giving yourself a little bit of grace. You know what I mean? We all can go down these rabbit holes, but at the end of the day, you just want to make sure that you bring yourself back up and understand, you know, what you have in your life, what you're blessed with and, you know, what you need to work on, what you need to grow from and, you know, take it into the next day. And I always, um, make sure at the end of the night, especially living by myself, you know, I just kind of process what I've done, give myself a little pat on the back for like what I've achieved and then say, let's get it let's get it tomorrow. Cause tomorrow's always a whole new day, a whole new brand new day. And there's always something you can learn about yourself. And that's something that I love that I can really do. And again, talk to myself throughout my apartment because now I live by myself. Um, and I love doing it. I do it every single day. And I, even if you don't live by yourself, take some time, like lock yourself in your room and try to do it. Cause it's really fun to get to a deeper place in why you do things the way you do them, why you do things for the people you do them for. Um, yeah. And I can go on and on with those type of, uh, phrases, but I'm just, I'm on this journey right now living by myself and I absolutely love it. And that's why I came back. I was like, I have to freaking talk to the people. They need to hear me. Um, at least for one more season, right guys? But I just, I'm really excited to do this summer season here for you guys. Cause I know I've had so many more things that I need to talk to you guys about and hopefully you can relate. And you guys know you can always reach out to me and let me know how you liked the episode. But I'm just really glad to be back. And I could not be happier to leave you with this. As always, thank you so much for listening, chiming in. It's at It's Me, the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Give us a follow. Share with your friends. I appreciate you guys so much. And I hope you're having a beautiful morning, day night, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Till next time.